what I'm gonna Why say. Why you got a police here? Because I stopped and talked to people. So why would they call the police on you? Because it's weird. People don't normally just stop and ask a question. Uh, we're in a state that people are very friendly, so I don't think I think you're all right. They were very hesitant. The one family was very hesitant. We're gonna have to do this so you can talk into this. Okay. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Science Thing Stigma Podcast. Uh, we're in Florida right now. Mom's got some things she wants to share after her trip on the beach. So, so, yeah, what happened? Well, before I get started on that, I'm just going to admit that we were not prepared. You left for Texas last Sunday. We didn't have a podcast. And every day I'm like, yeah, we got to do a podcast. Yeah, we got to do a podcast. So before dinner, Austin cooked dinner. We had tacos. Um, we started a podcast, and we really didn't go anywhere with it. We didn't know what to do. I called my friend Mike. Mike's been on our podcast before. We spoke about him before. He does Talks about the homeless, asking if he wants to do a podcast and what types of stories and blah, blah, whatever, whatever. And so we're like, I don't know what we're going to do. So. By the way, you did comment and say talk about the beaches. Hint, hint. What? what? You said talk about the beaches. Hint, okay. hint. Well, I don't know what that means. I don't remember that he talked about that he said that. But okay. Your conversation on the phone. Okay. So anyway... We ate dinner, I cleaned up, and I'm like, I don't know what to talk about. Austin didn't know what to talk about, and we weren't prepared. So I have a couple things that I want to remind people of um, at the end of this podcast. So I just put my headphones in, I went out on the beach, and on my walk out the pier, whatever you want to call it, it's like a little bridge thing that takes you down into the sand, I noticed that there was a wheelchair on the top. So I'm like, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this question about stigma to this family because it was a younger boy sitting in a lawn chair. Uh, he was probably like ten. They didn't really say. Like I was like, all right, I'm gonna take my headphones out and I'm gonna talk to these people about stigma. So I didn't ex- go into my story or anything other than that. Me and my son do podcasts on stigma and there's so many different stigmas in the world. And I'm just curious, what would you say is a stigma that you come across? And I said, I'm not asking this because I noticed that there's a wheelchair up on the stairs. I said, I'm just curious, like, what is a stigma that you deal with every day? And what they deal with, the stigma that they deal with every day, and I'm not educated on this, but it makes sense. And Austin kind of talked about this a little while ago, a couple days ago. But their stigma is that people look at their family and feel sorry for them because they have a child in a wheelchair. And she hates that stigma. The mother said, I hate the stigma because he's happy. He doesn't know any different. He's happy. We're on this beach today. It doesn't matter to him that my husband had to carry him down the steps and put him in that chair. And he was active and he was playing and he was kicking in the sand. And we didn't really get into what the issue was other than that that's their stigma. And she said, I appreciate that you came up and asked that question. And she said, because most people just go by and stare and they wonder, is that kid happy? How can that kid be happy? He's not running in the sand. And as you look down and you see all the other little kids with their sand buckets playing and stuff, you have him here and he's laughing and he, that's all he knows. And he's happy. And so I never really dove into the stigma of having a handicap and people feeling sorry for you because that's not what they want. And they just wish that people would come and treat them normal and not look at the handicap part of it. 
And it's funny that they said that. And I, in a way, I'm thinking, well, I basically just had stigma. I took advantage of a situation where I saw a wheelchair at the top of the steps and identified the family that was associated with that wheelchair and made it a point to go talk to that family, not knowing what their stigma was going to be. I mean, they could have blew me off. But they were appreciative that I even asked the question and that they could explain to someone that their son was happy. And I know you and I talked about this, what, a couple days ago when you had a scenario and you asked that question. What was that question that we talked about? The quality of life versus quantity. Right. So that was, the, my, that was my first. They're saying that he's happy, but is he really happy? If he doesn't know that, I can't answer that. He would have to answer that, and I didn't. I didn't go into that with the with the boy. But if he's smiling and laughing and he doesn't know any different, is he happy? I don't know. I mean, we have friends. We talked about Kyle's friend, um, whose little girl, and everybody knows Ruby. And I just saw videos, and I love to see the videos. Her, She just had a kindergarten picture taken, and Mindy said she nailed it, and she's smiling, and she's beautiful. And so this just goes back to the stigma. Everybody thinks that it's a sad thing, and it's not a sad thing. They're, they can be just as happy in a different way. They're unique in their own way. So I found that interesting. Um, so we'll have to dig a little bit more in depth now. That's another stigma that we never really touched on that we can touch on and, and get the opinions of people that have to go through all that all the time and being asked those questions and, and stares and wondering, like, how is this little boy going to enjoy the beach for however long they're here? Because he, he's sitting in a chair and the dad has to carry him around. So does the family get resentful because their child has this condition that prohibits them from just coming down the steps and playing? I don't know. So that's one of the stigmas that we never really talked about that we can do some research on because it's out there. I mean, we talked to Alyssa, who did the Not One More, told her story, and her grandson has autism, and she wants to come and explain that because she mentioned to me one time that somebody came up to her and asked the question, and she said, oh, he has autism, and the person said, oh, I'm sorry. And she said, what are you sorry for? Like, he's a great kid. Like, I love him. So there definitely is a stigma around handicap and, and everybody's opinion on it. So that's something that I want to research a little bit more. So anyway, I put my headphones back in. I walked the whole way down the beach, saw people getting married, and they had big bonfire and tiki lights, and everybody was happy and made me feel at peace. This time at the beach, it's a little different for me. Like last time I was very emotional and for some reason just spending the day on the beach and listening to the waves and Austin's nonsense when he comes down to visit me on the beach. <laughs> we all know how me and Austin get along and he has some nonsense <laughs> stuff to talk about that He nonsense. says we'll talk about that nonsense. What is that nonsense? Just the weird things that you say, I'm burning up, I'm burning and we had an incident yesterday. I came out of the bedroom and realized that 
This is the first time in 40-some years that I'm at a beach where I don't have to pack lunches for everybody. I don't have to get the chairs together. And I thought, well, Austin's pretty independent, so we're good here. He's going to do his thing. I'm going to do my thing. What does he say? Mom, can you put the suntan lotion on me? <laughs> Did I do it correctly? No. Did you make me do it again? Yeah, because I had no other person to do it. <laughs> Maybe I could have got the bald headed guy to do it for me. Maybe if you would have went down and talked to him. Maybe he has a stigma that I could talk to him about tomorrow morning if he's out there. But anyway, so we're making memories here, and I'm just really enjoying it, spending time with myself, reading a book, and relaxing, and just de-stressing, actually, uh, thinking about a lot of different things. And so I put my headsets on, I start walking down the beach again, and I'm like, all right, I gotta ask somebody else. Like, because that was an obvious situation that I picked out that I should probably not have picked out because of stigma, but whatever. So I was walked the whole way down, saw the wedding, saw the people celebrating, watching the kids and the moms and the dads and the fishermen. And I actually saw them catch two fish, no sharks, but two little fish. Um, in the water right next to kids playing so Austin has a question about that with their strings and lines being out in the water like that but they caught their fish put it in the bucket they were happy I just kept walking I was going to ask them but I didn't want to interrupt in case one of their lines went so I headed back this way went past this place because I didn't really see anybody and then I saw three girls walking and I'm like okay this is going to be weird but they're either going to blow me off or not. So first I smiled and said hello, and they said hi. And sometimes people don't know English, um, so I wanted to make sure that they were speaking in English so that I could communicate. And I just said, can I ask you a quick question? I told them my name, and they just kind of looked at me like, what is going on here? And so I took my headphones out, and I said, me and my son do podcasts, and we do podcasts on stigma. And I said, we we started on stigma of drug addiction and I said but there's so many stigmas out there and I said he's back at our condo waiting for me to come back so that we can do a podcast on stigma and so I'm out here just gathering like random people like what is stigma to you like what is it to you and I didn't even notice when I talked to these three girls but all three of them were overweight and the one girl started laughing and looked at the other one and said, I'm not saying anything. I don't really know what stigma is. So I explained to them what stigma is and the different examples of stigma. Um, they were very interested when I explained the stigma of drug addiction because they weren't aware of that. So they, they were like in their 20s. So I found that very interesting that the three of them weren't aware of what stigma is around drugs. I mean, obviously they knew what drugs were, but they didn't know like what stigma meant about it. And they had no comment and no feeling either way. They've not ever had an encounter with people. So that's good. I guess in a way that's good. Um, but anyway, it was about their weight and that they, they feel as though people look at them like they ate their way to this point and that they don't deserve the looks on the beach that the other girls in these bikinis get the attention. And I thought that was interesting because that's true. When you're at the beach and they got the bikinis on, if the big girls have the bikinis on, people look at them differently, right? I can't answer that question because I don't. But you can see that some people do. And me, I've been overweight before. 
Like I, washed up in the waves. Yeah. Yes, that was a couple years ago. But I feel conscious of that even today. Like I feel conscious of that. And so I could associate, I could appreciate what they were saying. But the one girl said, like, we didn't want to be this way. And the other girl said, well, we do eat. Like, and they were kind of joking about it. And I just found it interesting that that's the stigma that they brought up. Because is that an insecurity? They're walking on the beach and they see healthy people jogging on the beach and walking on the beach. And they see guys, cute looking guys, and they're not being noticed. So is that stigma or is that just insecurity? To them, they're not being noticed. This is all self this is all self stigma is basically what they're saying. Okay. Well that was my question to you. So is it stigma or is it just that they lack the self confidence? Do they know for a fact they're getting stigmatized? Are people calling them names? Are they coming up to them? Are they giving them nasty looks? They're not looking at them at all or they're laughing because the one wears a bikini. To me that's self stigma because you're not really getting the the actual stigma from other people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just them living in a perception of others. Right. So I just kind of explained to them, well, you know, that is stigma. And we talk about, and I told them, I did a podcast on people being overweight. And it is our perception. Like, we, we feel uncomfortable. We talked about this with Bonnie and Steve in the grocery store where we feel as though people are looking at us and they may or may not be looking at us. So that's all I ran into. But I just... <laughs> thought it was interesting to just randomly ask somebody what stigma is and you should have took it your phone out and videotaped it because you can literally we can literally do that anywhere you could, it's actually a good it's actually a good idea you could actually we could actually go out in public and record people live and ask them about those questions and then post them on YouTube or something like that yeah, well, I didn't think about it I was very it took i wasn't nervous because you know i'll talk to anybody but i was trying to pick out people that i felt would again that stigma but i was feeling like i was picking out people that would engage and answer the question so basically the first one was stigma on my part because when i saw it that's what gave me the idea that like oh i'm going to talk to people uh, austin and i are talking about another stigma um what is that called? Social social selling or? Uh, yeah, I think so. Social selling. Social selling um, about selling over the internet, and. How it's, they, people think it's a pyramid scheme. Right, it's a pyramid scheme, and you can't do it. And so I had an opportunity. They think it's a pyramid scheme, yeah. you can't do it. Right, but we've we've met people that are successfully doing that, and I was just kind of testing my waters because I thought, well, if I can be independently financially independent I could basically live here all my life if I wanted to and just I'd have flexibility I could travel and everything that they do is via their phones or some kind of I know everybody's gonna laugh because I'm not very social yeah but I'm not like TikTok and all that I'm not really computer savvy but basically if you can sell and you can learn how to use those tools I was always skeptical of that and that stigma behind it. it's a pyramid, you know, it's illegal, blah, blah. You're not going to be able to be successful with it. So basically going out there tonight and just talking to people I didn't even know gives me the thought that I probably would be okay to go out there and talk to people. 
if I truly believe in the product. So that's another stigma. Can you do that and be financially set? Or can people become financially set at a young age? Or is there an age where you're too old or too young? There's so much around that as well. But basically, this week that I've been down here, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I've got a couple more days, like I literally sit and read this book and think about all the opportunities and where I went through my life and where I'm at today. Like it's crazy to me that I'm sitting on a beach by myself after all these years. Like if you would have told me this five years ago. But truly, I mean, me and Austin talked about when I came down here, I even text Mike and said, oh, I'm going to get bored. Like I don't have anybody to talk to because I avoid all the downtime. Like I don't like to think about it. But it's been peaceful. Like, the water, don't you agree? Like, it's just peaceful here. The people are, like, in slow motion. Like, it's not, it's relaxing to me. And it gives me an opportunity to sit and think. And, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I talk to Kyle when I'm down there. But it's not like that time that we came before where I could hardly get the words out. I was crying so hard. Like, it's just peaceful. And so, I don't know. It wasn't your first time. What? after that happened no because we were in North Carolina or whatever South Carolina yeah we were supposed to go as a family that happened like a couple weeks after Kyle passed remember he was supposed to come with us so he always liked the beach but I just I don't know I just felt at peace so I just wanted to share we didn't have a topic we were unprepared for it and so I went out in search of what is stigma I wish I would have thought of this sooner because today there was more people on the beach and you could have asked people and just like it's interesting to me what people look at as stigma and there's different ones i mean we're gonna i'm gonna reach out to some people with that have children with handicap or not even children just people in general that have a handicap whether they were born with it happened you know we have vets that lost limbs or whatever like what is their take on it and the stigma behind it and most of it that i've heard so far is they don't like when people feel sorry for them So that's what I wanted to share. What do you think, Austin? I went out there searching. <laughs> um, I wasn't expecting you to come back like that, honestly. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of opportunity out there to talk to people and learn about stigma. My heart is in addiction, and I want to continue to research that. We talked a little bit about that today. Like, I want to educate. We want to talk about it. We want to stop it from happening. And... It, it happens. It's still happening. I just was at a friend's son's funeral a couple of weeks ago, and it when I had to watch the mother carry his ashes, like it tears me up. So I want to be able to stop that. And some of the ways we're doing that and just making things aware is um, the Not One More group that Alyssa was on. And I'll just that's my segue into what's going on there. I'm going to be joining that group, um, hopefully a board member on that group. And they're really looking for ideas on how to, how to attack this and how to talk to people, educate people, that's their goal, um, celebrate people in recovery. There's so many different aspects of that um, organization that, that you can take that. But one of the things that they're going to do, and this is good for anybody who lost a person to addiction 
or has someone in addiction, not the person in addiction themselves, but family and friends of those lost to addiction or have someone in addiction, they're having an event at Heritage Hills on uh, Sunday. Sunday, November 7th. I posted it on our page, if you see it, um, and I spoke with the list and there's still seats available. It's like a meet and greet. And basically they're gonna have some speakers there that are gonna be talking um, who went through this experience. I've never joined, I've never been to one of their meet and greets, but I'm excited, I'm going, Austin's going as well. Um, but you sit at tables with people that have the same experiences. It's kind of like a networking thing for people. And there are still seats available. I told Alyssa that I would talk about on this podcast. It's it's November 7th, and I believe it's at 2 o'clock. Austin's looking it up right now. I should have been prepared for it. Should you post it on our page? I did post it on our page. Um, but it is a meet and greet. And for those that aren't comfortable talking in public, you're really not talking in public. You're sitting at tables. You're not going to be expected to get up and tell your story. There's going to be people there that are prepared to share their story. But it might help you find just another person that's experiencing what you're experiencing. I know it took me three years to involve myself to speak to somebody else about it. But the more we talk about it and support each other, it's, it's going to be helpful. So Austin's looking, but... Um, let's see. It's the Not One More Meet and Greet at Heritage Hills Golf Resort. It is, um, you need a ticket, so you do need to go on, and this is on our site, right, Austin? Uh, I it's at 2 o'clock. We'll post it and share it again. It's at 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. November 7th. That's a Sunday. There's going to be a, a, it's a casual event. Let me just read this here, where people can share their stories, seek comfort and guidance, and educate themselves about this epidemic and the work of Not One More and other organizations. So it's going to give you some outlets for other organizations as well. Um, make sure you RSVP. It says by October 30th at midnight. It is free. Um, so go on if you're interested. I will post this. And it's the main purpose of this is to educate our families about the hazards of heroin and other drug abuse and help those struggling. So it's an event, one of the many that they do. So please get on if you're interested in going. Again, you will not be expected to get up and tell your story, but you can relate and you might meet a friend there. You, you're going to meet people that are dealing with the same thing that you're dealing with. So make sure that you're doing that. Um, there's another event that's happening, uh, Nate's Necessities. Um, that's in memory of Nate Smeltzer. Carrie and Cindy Smeltzer are his parents and they help uh, with Nate's Necessities and they're going to be going downtown uh, November their fourth annual Needs Necessity. It's taking place on Saturday, November 13th at 11 o'clock in the city. That's right next to the bus station, the terminal, the, the rabbit transit terminal. That's under um, construction right now, but actually it'll be in that parking lot. Um, they're going to be giving out collections of coats, pants, work suits, gloves, socks, hats, miscellaneous items, and that will be in conjunction with when we feed the homeless York Giving Helping Hands will be there and we feed the homeless. So that's a great event to come out and support in memory of Nate Smeltzer. So there's a lot of things going on that um, are in regards to the drug 
seen um, the drug addiction epidemic, and it's it's a great cause also. So basically that's all I want to say tonight. Um, thank you, and again, I apologize we didn't really have a specific topic to talk about, but we are here in Florida enjoying ourselves, making memories together. Um, some of them are very interesting memories, but we're laughing a lot and having a good time. So thanks, everybody, and I'll catch you on the next one.